Hello and welcome again uh, from our Step Conference pop-up studio. Podster is going around the world, the biggest conferences in Portugal, in Barcelona, in uh, Dubai. And uh, we are having this amazing podcast studio. Why it is amazing? Not because of the setup. The, the setup is, uh, if it is amazing. But uh, what makes it amazing is our people coming in and talk uh, uh, with us about uh, the change. The change officer is all about the change. And now we have one true uh, uh, change officer, Abudi Al-Katan from Dash Ventures. Hello, Abudi. How are you? I'm well. Pleasure to be here. Uh, first of all, uh, shall we talk about basketball, uh, startups, <laughs> or Dubai? <laughs> Did you choose the topic first? Uh, I'm done with basketball and I'm new to Dubai, so let's take with startups. Okay, let's start from let's start from startups, which is kind of a logical. Uh, you're speaking at the Step Conference and you're talking about ecosystem here, the startup ecosystem in the Middle East, I would say, not only in Dubai. So. Can you tell us a little bit the sneak peek of what you will be saying about, about it? Definitely. So I think the, the, the prompt for the topic is what can investors do to help the ecosystem develop further? And for me, it's I think as investors, we actually there's a responsibility on us to do a lot more than we're currently doing. So our region and our ecosystem isn't nascent. Dash has been around for 11, 12 years, but we are at an inflection point right now. You have international capital coming in for the first time. You have local Series B and Series C funds being set up. And also you have a general higher quality of pipeline over the past couple of years. And I think what that means is if we as investors continue to have this sort of like doggy dog elitist mentality where we don't work together, the inflection point won't develop in the way that it should. So for me, it's a big, big, big focus for Dash and for other investors that we actually take some time to, to be better about developing relationships together so that when somebody's, when a startup comes and approaches me, maybe it's not for Dash, but I know who to refer them to, or I can at least give them proper feedback as to why it's not a good fit for us, but maybe a good fit for someone else. And I think a lot of times in our region, we all kind of put our shell up and we don't work together as well as we should. So again, at Dash, you know, we have three or four investors we love working with, but beyond that, we don't actually have, you know, that many that we that we regularly co-invest with. So for us, I think it's about developing those relationships further and making sure that there's more of a collaborative feel in our ecosystem. How, how do you do that? Uh, uh, how do you do it in 21st century? How do you connect? How do you... Honestly, events like this. So there's there's Step, there's Mevka, there's Leap. Nordstar. Um, but it's also just about creating more of a culture, you know, and, and understanding that, like, it's okay to collaborate a little bit further. And I understand that venture capital is very much like a, a dog-eat-dog world. The good <laughs> deals you need to have, yeah. you know, your access there. But at the same time, until we develop a history of getting exits in our region and companies scaling to 200, 300, 400, 500 million, a billion, people won't look at our region and we actually won't have a lot of liquidity in our region. So it actually does us all a favor if we work together now because then in the future we'll reap the benefits. No, no, definitely the, the strong ecosystem uh, system works uh, both for the investors and for the startups and uh, uh, the, the, it is definitely, as we mentioned, you just, uh, let's say, recently came to Dubai after living in US and UK and uh, a little bit in Kuwait and Jordan, you know. And uh, uh, what can you tell, what, what is the, the change in your life uh, that you took uh, to come here in Dubai? Honestly, that's a good question. Um, I wanted to be somewhere where I felt like the ecosystem was developing in Dubai and as, as good as it was for me to be in Jordan where we have a lot of portfolio companies, the events like this, you know, they don't happen as often in a place like Jordan. So one of, one of the main reasons was networking, quality of life, obviously being here. Um, but also I feel like a lot of the startups I engage with here, even if we're not going to invest in them, I think a lot of them are developing in the way that they actually want to make the world a better, safer, more sustainable place. And that's not really our, our written mandate at Dash, but that is what we try and partner with. So if you look at our companies, we have a telemedicine company, an SME lender. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, direct to consumer fashion companies that are making it more affordable for the average person. So for us, that's kind of been our mandate and how can we 
you know, actually, sorry, our biggest exit to date is a renewable energy producer and developer. So for us, it's mm -hmm. always about making the world a better place. And I think a lot of the startups I engage with here are actually striving to do that. Okay, and, and what about the ecosystem of uh, LPs and, and uh, people who are willing to invest in the funds? And, uh, so I'm lucky. Um, I'm lucky. <laughs> Dash, we don't really leverage that kind of structure. Uh -huh. our, our, we don't even call it a fund. So the way Dash is set up, it's by um, three co-founders, one of whom is the managing director, two of whom are the, are the LPs. Mm -hmm. Essentially, they got together early on in uh, 2010. They'd been instrumental in IPOing Hikma Pharmaceuticals and the FTSE 100. One of them also founded Capital Bank, which PIF just invested in. And so what they wanted to do was come back and use some of their success and their learnings to set up a venture capital firm in the region. So we don't actually go off and, uh, and fundraise. We have our mm -hmm. two LPs, we have our managing director, all the co-founders. Um, the managing director is one of the longest VCs in the region. And what we do is we just leverage those two LPs every time we want to find a deal. If it's good and if it's our mandate, we invest. And the benefit of that is that if we find 30 good deals in a year, we'll do them all. But if we don't find any good deals for 10 years, we also won't do those. So we're not limited by what our LPs want and you know mandates like that. And I think having that kind of flexible structure has been very beneficial for me learning how to be in VC. No, no, that's that's definitely, and uh, uh, I think that you can also see, no matter that you're not that long in Dubai, you can see how uh, Dubai is uh, developing and maturing in the, in that direction. Uh, not only thinking about uh, uh, hyper growth and and and. Uh, and that's the things. new trend now. Two yeah. years ago, everyone was saying hyper growth. Now people are saying profitability. So I'm sure in yeah. two years it'll be how yeah. can you balance growth and profitability? Yeah, and, that's and, the way and go. then and then the, the 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 essence of everything is uh, how we can do some nice job, uh, do better for us and for our kids in the future and to feel good about it. I think that that, that is the, the, the main thing, I would say, in any business, whatever you do. Definitely, but also when you when you do have a typical VC structure and you are raising from LPs, your number one priority is to make money for those LPs as well. So I think trying to find a, a balance, balance between balance, yeah, yeah. making the world a better place, but also your fiduciary <laughs> duty is to make money for yeah. your LPs. It's tough because sometimes you want to you want to make the world a better place, but I, I, I empathize with people who work in larger funds because their only obligation is to make LPs money. So, Okay, uh, so one, one atypical question uh, uh, for uh, venture capital. Are there any, any innovation in uh, basketball? <laughs> That's funny. So actually, uh, yes. Uh, 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 not, not counting on top shot. No, and I know anything, top shot. Actually, you want, you I, I bought a couple top shots, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but um, you wanted to say top shot. I no, I didn't. Ah, I didn't. Okay, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. There's, okay. uh, that's funny you say that. So a couple years ago, I know there was a camera developed that would film and then record stats for the players by jersey number. So it was oh a bit of AI God. and uh, oh OCR. Oh optical, not OCR. Um, is it working? Is it, is it on? I don't know. What I do know recently is that there's a company called Hoop, H-U-U-P-E. Okay. And they have done, and the founders are both very smart, great guys, yeah. um, Arab-American guys. And they've done a, a new basketball hoop where the backboard is actually a video camera, a screen. Okay. So, ah. for example, if you're playing in Serbia and I'm playing in Palestine, we can play at the same time. Oh, my God. So we had an opportunity to invest and we didn't because as a basketball player, I don't think I would ever use it, to be honest. Because, <laughs> again, the idea of when you want to play at a high level yeah, is yeah. like, I'm going to play professionally. I'm going to play in front of a crowd and the, screen, the, the backboard is going to be a regular backboard. But for recreational players, I understand. Maybe your coach lives somewhere else and you want to do drills. You can also, like, there's a way to do the same drills as NBA players on the screen. So there is innovation in basketball, but I also think with sports, aside from maybe, like, goal line technology in football, 
or you know var like there isn't really much you can do in terms of adding tech to the game because you you actually lose the essence of the game uh, yes but uh, on, in the world cup uh, this year they introduced the ball with 500 or 500 thousand sensors, sensors in, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. that's cool because that's that's that doesn't change the way the game is yeah, played yeah. it just gives you more information on how the game is played so i think yeah. as long as like as long as what you're doing is giving us more depth into how the game is played yeah. that's fine but if you're trying to change it with tech I personally, I don't think. I mean, maybe I sound a bit archaic, but I think I think sports are great the way they are. You just love basketball. That's I it. I do. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, uh, I I, I would like to thank you for your time here and thank you for your patience uh, uh, in our Pleasure studio. And uh, I would really like to continue our conversation uh, definitely uh, because I think that in the next uh, uh, one to three years, uh, uh, big things will be happening here. And uh, what do you think about uh, Web three and the metaverse and blockchain? Uh, is there something that you are looking into that so also? we actually invested in a web3 fund based mm -hmm. in the us for us we don't invest directly in a company unless we know we can add value okay so you invested in a fund left it to the experts for us that's going to be our way of learning how to actually analyze assess engage with these kind of companies what i think is and i learned this from um, the ceo of coin mina talal Taba, a good friend of mine who said and he was referring to blockchain at the time you always overestimate what it can do in two years but underestimate what it can do in 10. so you have this two-year period of hype where everyone's like i'm going to buy crypto and this and that and then it kind of falters and then 10 years down the line you realize the actual infrastructure is built and i think that's the best way to describe these new technologies so for example nfts um yeah 99 of it is bs but the underlying reason as to why an nft was launched to give value back to the creator once that technology is developed and once people actually settled <laughs> exactly. Then I think in maybe two years, three years, we'll start to see main wide stream adoption of it, you know? Okay, definitely uh, an interesting uh, time to live and uh, an interesting place uh, to live. And uh, I, I think that we'll be meeting each other much more. Definitely. Thank you very much uh, for your time Pleasure. and uh, uh, all the best uh, for the STEP conference and further. Thank you. Thank you. See you nice soon. meeting you.